All right, all right, here we are with yet another wonderful episode of English and Coffee. Today is Christmas, so we are recording this podcast on December 25th, 2021, the day of Christmas. It is 5.30, well, 5.53 in the evening. Sun has already gone down. Looks like it's about 9 o'clock at night, old school time. We're sitting at the Sheets. Sipping on a creme brulee. Yes, we're back on the creme brulee. Um, namely because this was the only place that is open today. Uh, my normal hangouts, uh, the Speedways, the McDonald's, and the, the Bojangles, those are all closed uh, for the holiday. But Sheets, they are open to making money. So this is one of the companies that will profit from the holiday season. They will remain open even when no one else does. Here you can purchase gas, coffee, Food, real food that they cook. You're talking little personal pizzas, subs, burritos, chili cheese fries, whatever you want. It'll it'll feed anybody's uh, appetite for munchies, anybody's appetite for a quick meal. They even serve breakfast foods. All these are made to order. So it doesn't matter what time of day you show up, you can have it your way. Just like Burger King says, but Burger King is closed today, so... Nobody's getting it their way unless they go to Sheets. So this isn't an ad for them. This is just something to let you know that this is where I'm located. And in America, in Greenville, North Carolina, this is one of the locations that you can go on Christmas and get away from the noise, if you will. Or go to the noise if that's what you want to do. Because being that this is the only place that's open, Walmart isn't even open right now, uh, there's probably... I don't know, 50, 60 people in and around the store location. And this is just one of five locations they have in Greenville. So I imagine all of them are probably at capacity. And this is one of the days in the year when they make most of their money. You have a lot of people traveling, going to and from um, different destinations across the country. And there's a sheets here. There's a sheets there. So. I'm sure just about any sheets you make it to at this time of the year, um, you will see a full parking lot. So, as I said, we're sipping this creme brulee, winding down the year. Yes, we're winding down the year, meaning it's that time again. Time to start thinking about what you're going to accomplish in 2022. Um, I know me personally, I've got a lot of plans. 2022 is going to be a big year. This is actually... The last, one of the last Saturdays, well, the last Saturday that I will be an employee of my former job, which will be former on Thursday next week, uh, going into the very, very last week of that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So this is going to be a, a short week because we are already off Monday. So I'll work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'll be done with that job forever. Only reason I'll have any interaction with them is just to get the last payments, um, tax purposes, things like that. Other than that, I will have no reason to go there. Desk will be cleaned out. Property be, will be returned. It's going to be what it is. But today's podcast is not about that. I just kind of wanted to ask the question, what happened to the Pop-Tarts? What happened to the Pop-Tarts? If you're someone who grew up in the 80s, 90s, maybe even 2000s, uh, you're probably aware of what Pop-Tarts are, and if you weren't here in the 80s or 90s, you probably don't know the difference I'm talking about when I say what happened to the Pop-Tarts. Uh, 
So we're just going to lightly unwrap that as I'm finishing off a um, strawberry unfrosted. You know, save a few bites for you just to uh, whet the appetite. But we're going to go ahead and wash this bite down. And uh, we're going to get into it. Oh, that's hot. It's still hot. Still burning the throat. I'm about a good halfway in. You know, just wanted to kind of work up the uh, caffeine level to an adequate point before I hit the record button. But I hope you took your sip. Let's go. So as I said, what happened to Pop-Tarts? The other day I went to Food Lion and I was, you know, in a bit of a hurry, kind of a haste, looking for something quick to eat, something tasty that didn't require any preparation that I could eat in the car while waiting for my next client. I didn't want anything that contained onions or garlic uh, because I was going to be in close, close quarters with this individual. Didn't want to blow them away with a fresh, fresh mouth of onions and garlic and um, zesty peppers. So I opted for a more neutral um, food and I purchased a box of Pop-Tarts. Now, it's been some time since I've purchased Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts are one of those little toaster pastries that you could buy. Great for school kids, probably even great for college kids, or even adults that enjoy foods from their uh, childhood that need a quick bite. Uh, Pop-Tarts are not full of nutritional value, but they will get you through the day, get you through that initial hump, at least to breakfast. When you pair that with a nice creme brulee, coffee or juice, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad mix. Pop-Tart's something you can put in your pocket, put in your purse, put in your bag, put in your briefcase, you know, put in your satchel, whatever you carry, or just take the box with you. But they're cheap. You know, I bought a box of eight for $2. There are generic off-brands, which you could probably get 12 for the same price, but Pop-Tarts is the, the name brand, the precedent. They kind of set the bar. Everybody else trying to copy them. But here's the thing. The Pop-Tart that I purchased today looks nothing like the Pop-Tarts that I used to eat as a child. The Pop-Tarts that I used to eat as a child are probably as, not as big as my adult hand, but a lot bigger than these. Bigger than the cell phone. Thick, maybe close to half an inch thick, you know, maybe a quarter, quarter inch thick, maybe a little more, um, filling all the way through. But this thing that I have here today, it's like a wafer, a thin wafer with just a little bit of strawberry spritzed on the inside and more crust than anything. So they have scaled back the quality and increased the price. I know it's nothing new. They do that everywhere. But these are Pop-Tarts for crying out loud. You know, people grew up on Pop-Tarts. It was nothing to come home from school Get your book bag, tell your mom you got homework, you ask her for a snack, she says, yeah, you can get a snack. No kid's going to go in there and hook up a bologna cheese sandwich, you know, or pizza. Somebody might pop something in the microwave, eat up a burrito, put on a cup of noodles. But sometimes you just want something quick. So you look in the cabinet and you grab a box of Pop-Tarts. You grab a pack of Pop-Tarts out, you get your favorite juice, you call it a day. 
this right here is not what I remember. Not even the price I remember when I started paying for them as a young man. You know, 16, 17, teenager, buying a few snacks, wasting money. But um, they're definitely a lot smaller. So we're talking a good 30 years difference in the growth of the Pop-Tart. The quality, same flavor, but just the amount. But they want more money. Now, this has happened with hamburgers, you know, drinks, beverages. They're still selling you the same product, but less of it for more money. This is the economy. This is the world we live in. Now, I don't know what's happening in your country. Maybe there's a famous pastry snack or something that you used to buy as a child. Um, you know, if you're a little older, maybe you were eight, seven, used to go down to the little corner shop at store, corner or whatever you call it over there and um, purchase, you know, something with your sibling and you would sit there on the bench and chew it down, eat it, take it home, share it with friends. And now when you go to the store and you see that same item, it's like 10 times the price it was at that time. Reminds me of stuff my uh, parents used to say all the time when they used to tell me about this place called White Castle. It's a restaurant chain, not as famous as it was back in the day, but it's a, it's a restaurant chain. And my mom and dad would tell me that they used to go there on the weekends. And you could go there with a dollar and get a whole bag of hamburgers. You know, burgers as big as your hand. Like, burgers you would go and get from McDonald's, like that size burger, you could get a bag of those for a dollar. Right, a whole bag. So you're talking five, six, everybody's eating for a dollar. Um, this is how it was when they were growing up. So you're probably thinking, I don't know, 50s, 60s, 40s even. Maybe 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, there's no way you're going to find that uh, kind of deal today. Not even in McDonald's. One dollar will get you a burger. And that's it. And it's not even the best burger. You can forget about the lettuce, the tomato. You can forget about all that. You're going to get the buns. You're going to get this thin patty. You know, two pickles, a dab of mustard, a dab of ketchup. That's what you're getting for a dollar today. Back then, they would get a better quality or even that same burger. But in a, a quantity that is just unheard of today dollar these are the times we're living in i will say something interesting i mean it's happened before several times in this podcast this coffee i'm drinking it was free didn't have to pay for it i waited in that long line in sheets got up there and the lady said uh is that all you're getting i said yeah she said go ahead get out of here enjoy i said i appreciate you merry christmas you know but yeah, this whole inflation thing is uh, gonna—it's gonna uh, wear itself out after a while. It's doing what it needs to do. It's nothing new. Anybody that's been around for more than a week in the world, uh, you've probably seen where prices go up and prices come down. Something I've been focusing on here lately is a um, thing. This guy Gerald, I listened to um, Gerald Peters. You may have heard of him if you're into the uh, stock market or investing he's a guy who gets on uh, the internet and spreads his gospel about you know investing and 
things that he's done over the past 20 years that have helped him get to the point to where he's got about either 13 or 15 homes, million dollars in the stock market and other businesses on the side. Um, respectable guy, enjoy listening to him. It gives you that kick of the pants when you need it. But he was talking about, uh, you know, a little bit about perspective. He does a little bit on psychology. So he was talking about the perspective and the pain point. And I know you're like, okay, here we go with the stocks. But here's the thing. Once you step into an arena, right, whether it's the medical field, teacher, whatever, start to make all these comparisons and analogies with how you see life because as you change and your environment changes, your thoughts change, your conversation changes. So I find myself relating a lot of things to the market. You put on a trade, you exit the trade. You start a new endeavor, you leave an old one. Same difference. But he was talking about um, the pain point at which somebody, two people buy the same thing. So let's say you, not you, but somebody you know. They have a house, right? And let's say they're behind on their taxes. They're just not doing what they need to do. They took the loan. They're not paying the taxes, not keeping up the property, and they can't afford it anymore. So the government is coming in to take the house, coming in to seize the house, because they haven't paid the money. Now, this person is obviously going to be going through some type of financial pain, maybe even emotional stress. Now, somebody on the other end, who has been waiting for an opportunity to buy a quality home, at a price cheaper than what it's valued is going to be seething at the mouth beside themselves ecstatic about this wonderful opportunity so you have one person in pain and one person in ecstasy same house two different sides of the coin does that mean the house is any less valuable than it was when the person that's losing it was able to pay for it or does it mean it's more valuable well, it really depends on what side of the cookie you're, you're looking at, you know? So you could, you could apply that to, to your life in the situation you're in. Like, is it really that bad? Or is it just when you got into the situation? If you've been working at a company for 10 years and everybody there is making $17, $15, $18, or whatever you're making, $25 an hour, and now the company has updated its policies and making these changes and people coming in are making $30 an hour doing the same thing you're doing. Uh, does that mean you complain about not getting the money? Because it was good at that point until somebody came in from a different angle doing the same thing you're doing, but just coming in at a different time. You know? So it's like you had to look at the cookie from all sides of the angle. I know I'm only giving you probably not even two-thirds of it, but there's just so many different ways you could come at a situation. So basically, it's always good to look at things from the other point of view, the other side. Try to have multiple points of view on something before making a judgment. Me, my situation as it's changing, oh, I've looked at it a hundred different ways. So I'm perfectly comfortable with the decision I've made going into 2022. But I would say you, if you're toiling with something, rolling something over, you know, make sure you've done your due diligence, looked at it from all angles, and try to see where 
the pain is. Where is the pain? The marriage isn't working. Where isn't it working? Where is it hurting? What's it hurting? Is it hurting you emotionally, physically, financially? What's the pain point? Is it just the perspective? Raising the child. Kid won't listen to anything you tell him to do. Tell him to clean his room. He doesn't clean his room. Tell him to brush his teeth. He doesn't brush his teeth. You're pulling your hair out. Why are you pulling your hair out? Where's the pain? It's the pain in the fact that he doesn't care that his room's dirty. He doesn't have the same value of a clean environment or clean teeth as you. Or the fact that you feel disrespected because the child isn't following your orders. You know? Drill in to what's really going on. But, like I said, it's Christmas. We're not going to get too deep. We're going to keep it easy. Just breezing through this English. Doing what we do with our coffee. I know you're probably enjoying your Christmas if that's what you celebrate. Or this holiday season, celebrating this time with your family. So I'm not going to beat your ears up too bad. Just giving you that food for thought. What am I going to do after finish recording this podcast? Going to go back to my mom's house. Um, we're going to hang out. We're going to watch some movies, eat some good food. I told her this year, don't don't stress over the cooking. I don't know about you, but my mom is one of those, those ladies that uh, really likes to take the whole day to cook a good meal. She puts a lot of love and TLC in it, but by the time dinner's ready, she's completely mentally and physically exhausted. Too exhausted to eat. So you're sitting there eating this food that she spent all day cooking and she's not even there emotionally to enjoy it. She just kind of detaches from the event, you know, ready for it to be over. Sit back and watch you eat, but she's not eating the food. So I told her, hey, look, don't overdo it this year. We picked up the food early in the year. You know, not early in the year, but early in the month. Picked up the food early. I told her, look, go ahead and cook it before Christmas, you know. We were going to eat out. I said, we could just eat out. You don't even have to cook. No, I want to cook. Okay. But don't cook it on the day up. Don't be cooking up to, to the time I get there. You know, cook it that Thursday, that Wednesday, Saturday when I get there and we eat, you know, you're rested so we can hang, you know, hang out, watch the movies, have a few laughs and her not just be drained from cooking all day and all night. So she says that everything's cooked at this point. Um... There was this morning when I talked to her. She said, everything's done. I'm just resting. So we'll see when I go over there. But yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing. Just keeping it easy. Go over there. Have a little gift exchange. I'll be doing uh, Amazon. I'll put her on Amazon and let her, um, you know, pick what she wants. And then I'll just order and have it sent to the house. I'm not somebody who's one for standing in a 30-minute line to buy a freaking uh, air fryer or something like that. I just, I just don't do that these days. I prefer to use uh, Amazon, go on there, click what you want, everything that's in Walmart, everything that's in Target is on Amazon, so, excuse me, one button, push, click, it's done, it'll be your house in three days, no worries, but I hope you all are safe, loved, and having a great day, we got New Year's coming up, so be on the lookout for that, but other than that, like I said, we'll keep this easy, we'll take a sip. And I will see you in the next one.